emotional labor. Labor. <laughs> emotional labor. Emotional labor, baby. This is Alex and Halen. Emotional <laughs> labor. <laughs> it's happening officially. We're recording officially. officially. So wait, did we watch M3 again? When did we record last time? I don't. Well, I can't. I feel like we recorded like two-ish weeks ago. Walter had surgery. Walter had some. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he had had. We just seen it. So we had seen it. So we did talk about it. I don't remember. So we can't talk about it again. What if it's an M3 again? M3 podcast. What if we pivot? Pivot to only M3 again forever. They're making. I think until they release the unrated director's cut right not even the unrated we didn't know about that i just that want the r-rated i don't even want the unrated i want the r-rated director's mm-hmm. cut then this podcast will exclusively be about m3 again yeah justice for m3 again we could do a, a let her kill more people patreon episode about well, hashtag let megan kill cut. what <laughs> what'd you say do Wait, a what you patreon about? episode about the director's cut oh yeah <laughs> where megan kills where m3 again kills well we haven't We'll make that Patreon episode when we get it. When we get it, we have time. We have to wait. Or uh-huh. we can hire a bunch of actors. Stay with me. Okay. <laughs> and we just make it ourselves. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's just redo it. Yeah. YouTube series. Style. M3 again. Fan fan movie. Yeah. There should. It's like fanfic, but fan yeah. movie. That's a thing that exists. Right. We got. Yeah. Which that's not. We're not, not, we're not reinventing no, we're not, the wheel here. Not we're not inventing AI means. child robots here. Come on, this no. is simple. <laughs> this is we should very simple. do that. We should do more of that. Let's remake Jennifer's Body too, like five minute remakes. Wow. Uh huh. Wait, isn't there a YouTube channel that does that? Is there really? Like, there's. It's like in I'm the sure. same same pantheon as like Cinema Sins. Oh yeah. Where it's like their whole thing is that they do the same thing over and over again, but it's like mm. that scratches a really particular itch. Uh, in the brain mm. that little cinema sense ding yeah ding dopamine ding ding cool no I didn't I'd have never seen it but that, I'm sure yeah they do like I think it's like five minute I think they're animated and I think it's like five minute recaps whoa that's or something cool. or like one minute recap well ours wouldn't like be that. animated Maybe in a minute whatever. ours wouldn't be animated yeah ours would be distinct because it would take less artistic skill yeah exactly <laughs> I actually have been thinking about just starting to do um monologues for fun like on tiktok what do you mean do monologues like like for okay like do you mean like perform monologues yeah okay because definitely in my head the first thing that i imagined was just you like performing a monologue but not like a one that was written that you learned oh like one one that that i wrote from your heart (laughs) i'm just gonna start that's just what people do on tiktok they monologue on tiktok it was just giving very like like cartoon villain of like i'm gonna get into monologuing i think i'm just gonna start like isn't that li- that's literally the Riddler in the new Batman, Please, right? Spoilers is. for the new Batman. He's just but literally he's live online. he's live streaming. He's, got, he's monologuing he's got on Twitch. Seventy two followers. Oh on my Twitter. god! <laughs> he's got a real following. Yeah, there's, there's dozens of them. Literally dozens of them. There's dozens of them. Yeah, no. Are they um, making another The Batman? There's a movie podcast. Are they making another? They're Batman? making a sequel to the Joker. To, okay, but to the Walking Phoenix Joker wasn't. I know, but that's what they're My doing. My question. That's what they're doing. And I'm I think doing a lot of emotional labor, ding, to try and <laughs> avoid thinking about that. So it's kind of fucked up of you. To but like I kind of think they're combining it. the world is why I'm also saying it. No, isn't isn't the Joker? Wait, or am it's I? Different. Oh, no. I was about to say, isn't the Joker and Robert Pattinson's Batman 
Jared Leto, but no, Jared Leto is Ben Affleck's Batman. What the? F- ben Affleck is Batman with Jared Leto as the Riddler or the Joker? I mean, is that a real question you're asking me? Yeah, I didn't know that. That this has been going on for years. There's multiple movies with Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, Ben Affleck played Batman. Wait, wait, wait. wait I did not wait. Know that. Wait, wait. Nuh-uh. Yes. And not, and it was a parody, right? It was like the new Batman with Robert Pattinson, because Ben Affleck. No, it's the one with Henry Cavill. I've never seen them. It's well, me neither. I've only seen the jokes. I've apparently never I've even only seen heard. the clips of Henry Cavill I've never with his seen mustache. Ben Affleck out. dressed up as Batman. I like don't see it. It's sad. All I can see is Ben Affleck holding his Duncan. Going it's like pretty this. much like that. Yeah, and now I'm just seeing him he, in the Batman it's a, it's, I haven't seen it, but my mm-hmm. understanding it's a very divorced dad Batman. Exactly. Yeah. That's what he gives. Those are the vibes That's what he he's has. giving. That's what he gives. That's what he gives. Divorced dad drinking Duncan. Did you see that no, he was like in the drive-thru at Duncan and like somewhere presented by Duncan Rewards? Yeah, presented by Duncan Rewards. That's Fuck crazy. Damn, that's crazy. Um, so wait, but is there going to be a sequel to the Batman? You didn't answer my actual question. I don't know. This is what I'm saying. I think like because the, if the buzz I've if seen that's is about that, Joaquin honestly, Phoenix would be Joker. so sad because Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. and Ben Affleck deserve each other. Okay, Please. put them in the Batman movies that I don't You're care right. about. You're Robert correct. Pattinson and Jared Leto should be each other's Joker and Batman. You complete me. Yeah. Are you kidding me? They're both psycho. Yeah. I mean, fuck Jared Leto. He shouldn't be getting anywhere. He's in every but movie, though. Isn't if that he's, crazy? Well, that's the thing. He's been literally mm-hmm. my friend Erica and I. So when we used to have movie marathons in high school. Yeah. And we'd watch like 30 to 50 marathons in a weekend. Right. Marathons? We'd watch a bunch of marathons. We'd yeah. just get DVDs of marathons <laughs> and watch running, them and be like, I don't swimming. know. I think 26 got it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but... When we watch these movies, like just just dozens and dozens of movies, right? Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times we'd be just watching some random movie we grabbed off the shelf at Blockbuster, and be like, "Is that Jared Leto? <laughs> is Jared Leto in this movie? Wait, is Jared Leto also in this movie? Must- Jared Leto is in Fight Club, American Psycho, uh-huh. um, fucking that movie with the ass to ass." Uh, nightmare yeah nightmare (laughs) for a nightmare nightmare for a dream call that movie nightmare uh he's in um he's literally he's morph morbius yeah he's mighty morphin morbius (laughs) (laughs) he's he was in dallas buyers club oh my god was he really he's in he was just in another movie i watched and i was like he's in everything this motherfucker's in in this movie he really is in everything. That's why he... I, we may have talked about him in the cult episode because he has a cult. Well, he has a cult, right. And it's like, of course you do. You're very rich. You're yeah. like, in a way that it's like, you've just been... Yeah, I feel like Jared Leto, even though he's in every movie, he's also like, it's like people are still like, he's in Suicide Squad. It's like, this man has been... You don't under, you're underestimating. He's been underestimated in his wealth and power, I think, a little bit. I don't know how wealthy he is, but I do think there's just a thing that happens. It's like when you're a really famous man, specifically, you get a really interesting genre of of follower. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Stalkers are for girls, uh-huh. and cult followers are for boys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Two gender. Are you a stalker or, or are you a cult leader? <laughs> Which What's one? Your vibe? Um, jeez, Christ. Yeah. No, it's like a... Well, Jared Leto sucks, so... Right. 
um, Jared Leto, bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezra Miller, bad. bad. Ben Affleck, different yeah. kind of bad, but still boring. bad. Very boring and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so in conclusion, yeah. DC bad. Yeah. DC? DC bad. bad. Except for Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, good. Taking a bomb to the face. So I we started... Um, rewatching Buffy, and I'm learning that Robert Pattinson got everything for Twilight everything. from everything. Angel. Yeah, everything. It's the true. affect, the style. The hair. I mean, I guess the dire- I, I'm sure it was collaborative. I mean, okay, between to the be director fair, it's not Robert his Pattinson. fault that they have the same shaped face that he couldn't control. But that's that, probably why but... he got casted. Well, yeah, exactly. exactly. They were exactly. pulling from Buffy. Exactly. Yeah, I got a. Re- I want to rewatch Twilight. It's the only one that I can really rewatch. New Moon a little bit because it's just Wait, so which is the one where sad. they have sex for the first time? Plus Breaking Dawn. Okay, so Breaking Dawn is a great movie. Please. I've only that's seen that scene. That's the one scene that you're like, that's I've a great sex scene. scene. Well, they had me watch it for the Cosmo mm-hmm. sex ed teacher reacts to movie sex scenes. And right. it was the best one. Of that's all so the funny. sex scenes that they had me watch, I was like, that was the best one. Twilight wins. I was like, I don't know they were fucking in Twilight like that, but Twilight wins. Twilight wins. It had the best, like, communication, mm-hmm. the best, like, it was great. Well, I mean, they waited a long time, and they had to be careful because Edward. They saved Edward, themselves till marriage. They saved themselves till marriage, and Edward was like, I have to be very careful because I could accidentally kill you. <laughs> well, wait, isn't the, is the one from. She's not a vampire yet. Oh, she's not a vampire. The first oh, time they she have pregnant. sex. Yeah, she's well, wait, not is it the first time yet. they have sex or is it? Is it? I think. It, in, what did they I make think you in watch? the movie, they show the first time they have sex. She's not a vampire yet. She, okay. Well, in my recollection of the scene that I was shown. Yeah, maybe you saw. Scene I was shown. Uh-huh. It seemed like she was saying like, "Now we're both vampires, so like we can just have sex." We can just All really fuck. day. And that's like, what they now did when really she did fucking. turn into a vampire. Okay, so I think it yes. might have been the first time they had sex after As, she, oh. yeah, instead of her, the first time they had sex ever. And, got, and she got pregnant. Because it seemed very, like, damn, they're, like, no, and I was, like, so oh, they're going all the night, and then the too. sun rose yeah, in the scene, I and I was, like, oh, they're actually for real going they never all get night because they are vampires. Yeah. And somebody's watching the baby. Yeah, that's the benefit of having a vampire polycule. Yeah, no, that was hot in the book, too. Because she had to be vampires. to a vampire because she was going to die after she had birth. Right. And then they were like, wow, we Oh, my God. Fuck. So she immediately had sex after no. her extremely traumatic no, 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 birth no. experience. No, there was at least 24 hours before they were oh, fucking. okay. At least, at hours. least 24 hours. Just so you know, IRL, it takes a lot longer <laughs> before you can no, have No, she sex. was a vampire. So oh. she was healed. Oh. That's why they turned she's her. She's a vampire. So she's healed. Okay. Yeah. They so turned the her into a vampire. Different for yes, vampires. that's why they had to turn her into a vampire because she was going to die from her from injuries. Her yeah, from her from birth. having her baby. From her vampire, gnawed out of her belly, literally gnaw Blech. out her belly and pop Blech. like alien style. Gross. It was disgusting, and Gross. she was drinking blood during her pregnancy. It was so disturbing to read. It was like I'm going to pass out. But then on the other side of it, it got hot. So I know I have such a kink now. For I was going to say shit. now it's mm. that that book fucked you up, and gave I you know. a complex. Bite me. Okay, so happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. We're talking about objectification of relationships. Which is what M3 Gain is about. True, the uh, exploitation of... I just want to say, okay, so spoilers for M3 Gain, but not really because if you know the premise of the movie, you know everything that's going to happen in the movie. And she's a doll, and she goes crazy, she kills people Mm -hmm. in the end. That's that's how it goes. Um, I do think that it's really... So, like, we recently found out that there's an R-rated... It was originally going to be R-rated, and then mm-hmm. all the TikTok teens were like, we love this movie. And so mm-hmm. they were like, let's make it PG-13 so the TikTok teens can see it, which, like, mm-hmm. fine. Sure. But They rule the movie sphere, apparently. Before we even got there, when we were in the car on the way there, yeah, I was like, let's all talk 
predictions of like what is yeah. this movie like about like what is this about yeah and I really quickly was like which I don't know what it says about uh, uh, my psychology but I right. very quickly was like well there's obviously going to be some angle of this that's like the objectification of girls and yeah. girlhood and like in and like sexualized but not ex- exclusively sexualized way just like mm-hmm. objectification of the sexual and non-sexual variety yeah the emotional labor that of the whole the emotional labor reason I, she exists i mean <laughs> specifically in the fact that like the way that she looked and even yes. the like the styling of this robot felt very like okay this feels kind really of lolita yeah it felt very lolita mm-hmm. it felt very um you know that kind of like uncanny thing people talk about like looking at uh children's pageants and stuff yes, you know what i mean that, this very like very this that. is a child doll that is mm-hmm. styled like a grown-up like styled like an adult you're right it is ch- girl pageantry it's exactly so that. Mm-hmm. i was like that feels like what this movie's gonna be about right. but i forgot it was pg-13 so they didn't really get into that mm-hmm. except for yes one dude the one guy who, who worked for the company literally the sniveling. second the first line yes. he had the first thing out of his mouth i was like pedophile put right. that guy on a list right. like 100 percent pedophile right like they were writing it that way it seemed like that was the lead as pedophile. soon as he showed up i was like this guy is a pedophile yeah and then there were a couple of other scenes that were like it, it was very like screenwriting 101 of like the prem like the ideas planted and then there's right, some the reminders of it of like and then we come back to shit on the computer doing re- and then he's doing weird shit on the computer his, what did his boss say well his boss walks up to him and is like are you on Pornhub at work yeah again again which was funny because i also said the word again and then the, he, he said, said in again. the movie again uh-huh. <laughs> i was like oh this guy's a so that also insinuates creep. yeah like he you're a pedophile you're mm-hmm. a pedophile you have obviously some really extremely weird right uh issues with because why would why are you so obsessed with it because the first the first line right, that he says in the so movie the is i thought she looked or no i thought it looks great i thought she looked great i thought she looked great right i thought she looked really good and i was like mm-hmm. hmm, he weird weird why are you talking about how good the robot looks why are you using she pronouns for the robot feels like you kind of want to fuck the robot like i feel Bureau. like yeah and i feel like they were trying to like all the arrows pointed to exactly what you're saying of like it feels like it's insinuating that he is a sexual creep and that he's interested in like exploiting this for that reason i mean the confirmation of that was in the very end scene where they're doing the like the big launch day or whatever and he's like i think we should get kids on stage like i think we should just have a bunch of children like to me that felt like the like okay so this dude is a pedophile this movie is no longer implying it's outright stating like this guy is a creep who wants access to kids but when she killed him i feel like she stated that her motivation was like you're stealing company secrets or something which is why would she care about that that's the thing well so i mean well it was less about her motivation it was more Mm -hmm. of her like justification of like i'm going to make this look like a suicide and make it look like you killed yourself telling a narrative because you're so pissed that your boss caught you stealing secrets Mm -hmm. or whatever you're doing it because you're a resentful worker but conspicuously that's all dialogue from m3 gan which would be very easy to dub and post. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be very it easy to change her dialogue funny. and post. Mm-hmm. I think what makes a lot more sense, I think that probably part of what subplot was cut mm-hmm. was that there was a lot more weird shit with this creepy pedophile stealing mm-hmm. the files, probably because he wanted to make his own little child robot because he was being a creepy pedophile. Like, yeah. that felt like it was like this this completely, this like enormous elephant in the room for the movie that was like alluded to, but never actually like, mm-hmm. even actually directly touch like I, th- I think that scene where he's like we should get a bunch of kids on stage was the most right kind of explicit version of that mm-hmm. um and even then it's still pretty like i think 
the extent to which you see that as obvious is entirely dependent on the extent to which you already have clocked this guy as a fucking weirdo. Right. To be like, that's a fucking weird thing to say. Right. But I think the, that's honestly like the thing that I'm the most curious about from the, from the uncut, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. directors, like what is director's version of it? Right. It was like, what was actually the intention with that character? Because Mm -hmm. it really felt like it was leading towards something a lot more probably difficult to get through on a, on an R rating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh-huh. a lot more sinister than what he ended up actually. Yeah. Being. And, or I'll be disappointed and be like, did you all like decide that you couldn't do it? Cause you were afraid it wouldn't get, it cowards. wouldn't pass cowards, cowards. or where people are like, we won't do it if you make it like that. I don't know. I don't know. That would be weird. Cause it was, I mean, that's the thing is like, it was, it felt like a very heavily implied mm-hmm. storyline mm-hmm. that I could totally see. It's like, Oh, the trailer came out and the main people who want to see this movie are TikTok tweens. Like, are right. we going to present them with an R rated movie with a major subplot about, about Pedophilia. child sexual yeah. abuse? Like, like, you know, the exactly. number crunchers probably didn't find that very appealing no that's what i'm saying i mean "Mm, i don't know we'll see how far they got with it maybe but also maybe they weren't but that's what i mean though it's like i was like maybe they weren't actually going to touch that with a 10-foot pole but also it seems like what that that's i'm so sorry to say it but if you're making a movie about girl robots that's what you're making a movie about you gotta talk talk about about the sexual objectification angle unfortunately it's part of it and also well even the idea of like literally not even robots well fucking her do you know what i mean mm -hmm. oh you made it a sufficiently advanced girl AI. girl AI. Her, no, I mean her, um, the movie her. Oh, her, right. Oh my God. Like literally, literally she doesn't her. even have a, a body. Just She's a just voice. a girl's voice. And it's still about the sexual objectification of women. So I feel like if you make a girl, mm-hmm. if you make a girl robot in any capacity, that's going to be part of the you, conversation. Yeah, I mean, inevitably. I'm we thinking about even like to even, it's, it's actually, it's implied even with the fact that they're making the doll anyway because... Because the narrative, or because the market they're looking for, right, is historically like the market where there's a lot of child sex trafficking. Very rich people who could spend almost as much as a Tesla on a doll. Oh, I, I know- was thinking even just from the angle of like they're marketing this towards uh, parents who don't, don't want to raise their children, their children, which is also a very big risk factor. Emotional yeah. labor and the uh, also again the thing of all of it. It's all being offloaded onto yeah. this like robot girl doll child who is emotionally mature, like an adult would be. And it's not necessarily even Mm -hmm. that I think that the story was originally going to handle that in a very, like, sensitive or serious manner. I think it was was very much a horror comedy. Like, it was really kind of, as far as, like, a review of the movie overall, Mm -hmm. it was goofy and fun. And I feel like even whatever angle would have gone with this, like, obvious pedophile Mm -hmm. would have been, right, exactly, on 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 the verge, on the side of campy as opposed to, like, I'm even thinking about what you were saying about the experience of barbarian which is also a horror comedy oh my god but the child sexual assault stuff in that is not part of the like campy like over the topness no, of it it's well, like the yeah it's not campy you know what i mean it's very sin it's very gross very sinister. it's very upsetting actually that's like the horror part of it the and i feel like this dude like was being presented as such a like fucking loser that it was a little more of a like yeah do you know what i mean it was yeah. like it is sinister because mm-hmm. it's sinister. Right. But the movie but overall it was less, tone yeah, is Yeah, I felt more like, oh, Megan's going to kick this guy's ass. Like, mm-hmm. can't wait for Megan to just stomp TikTok this dancing. dude. Yeah. <laughs> stomp him. Jesus Christ. 
And I think that scene is more gruesome in the R-rated cut. Like those scenes in general are just more must gruesome. Be, and there's be. like a more decapitation. Well, actually, stuff. I'm saying must be. I have no You're idea right. because I didn't watch that scene. My eyes were, were closed. Like, I was, my hands were over my face. I don't know what happened. I was like, I see where this is going. I saw way too much of that boy's ear getting pulled off, though. Oh, yeah. I didn't that look was, away quite well, in time. I was like, she is she going to... Is that going to... Literally, the reason I didn't look away in time is because I was looking at it and I was thinking in the behind the scenes terms of like I wonder what kind of like mask thing like they put on that boy's ear to get it to stretch like that uh-huh. to like get that really stretchy could, like what kind of latex ugh. prosthetic ear he had to wear to get it like ugh, blah, blah, gross blah. ripped it right off and then it started coming off and I was like ah I'm late for a meeting with my eyes closed <laughs> I'm thinking about like what you're talking about though the like well you brought up her and then I, I thought about Lars and the real girl Oh, I love that movie. I kind of want to rewatch it. I love that movie. It's so sad. Yeah, I remember it's it being so deeply sad. Yeah, sad. literally every frame of that movie makes me cry. Whoa, we should rewatch like, it. Like, just. Uh, but am I right? Or I don't remember it though. So I I brought it up because I'm like, how does that movie talk about the objectification of women and sex? Because it's like he falls in quote unquote has a romantic relationship with a sex doll. It feels a lot more like... But I remember it being very sentimental. I don't remember. It is very sentimental uh-huh. because it's it's pretty clear. First of all, it's pretty. It's made pretty explicit that he is not physically intimate with the doll. Do you know right. what I mean? That that's like this is a not this is a non-sexual relationship, mm-hmm. which I think speaks to like it's like a, it's a movie about a very lonely man, and so I think mm-hmm. what it actually is speaking to is like this kind of uh, very like real phenomenon of. I think Jenny Nicholson has a really great like mm. snippet of a of her video on bronies where she talks about like why are bronies why do they want to fuck the ponies like what's going on here and she like breaks down a couple of different like aesthetic factors and character design and like furry convention mm. whatever whatever mm-hmm. but then she's like I also think that it's just true that in our society like men are just really struggle to in conceptualize of positive relationships or like positive feelings towards female characters that aren't sexual or like relation yeah. with women in general that aren't sexual where it's like I like this thing I must want to fuck it like I, I this yeah. this thing it makes me happy or like it's like nice mm-hmm. I must want to have sex with it mm-hmm. like it being kind of like a just a, a byproduct of the socialization of of, of masculinity. masculinity yeah so i think there's a lot of ma- of that masculine. that's being presented right mm-hmm. where it's like it's not so much that lars in that movie is presented as somebody who is converting his loneliness to sexual aggression right i think it's more so that he's almost like a metaphor for that he's like yeah, the, he's the most benevolent version of uh-huh. what that guy can be do you yes. know what i mean like yeah. I, who among us has not dated a weird dude mm-hmm. with incel tendencies True. who had some complex much yeah. along that same line yeah where again loneliness gender, gender. loneliness gets transformed into this like sexually aggressive kind of like yeah resentment yeah or resentment entitlement or mm, psychosis psychosis and in the case of lars and the real girl it's like it's it kind of reminds me low-key of chainsaw man where like oh, denji being really obsessed with touching boobs right oh my god still kind of feels weirdly sentimental and like yeah. pure of heart do you know what i mean it literally like, does it feels yes. very like oh this is an expression of your loneliness yes. like uh-huh. i think denji much like like lars in lars and the real girl mm-hmm. has a very non-threatening 
aura. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like, this doesn't, it, it, it is the thing of like your loneliness being channeled into what I want is sexual intimacy. Like yeah. that's the only genre of intimacy that I have an imagination about is like physical intimacy. Yeah. But in the mm. case of Denji and, and uh, Lars, it doesn't feel like it's about sex mm-hmm. in the like sexual gratification sense. Right. It's about being close. Connection. Connection. Mm-hmm. Connection. That's the thing about, ugh. yeah, yeah. Which again, it's, himself, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the ways mm-hmm. that, that the real world version of yeah. that ends up happening. It's mm-hmm. like none of those things are actually very because there's like flattering when real life people yeah. are doing them. But that's the thing is that but there's it, like hierarchical reasons that like those desirability politics make not like there's like incels that are like entitled men incel and then there's like the resentment of like nobody wants to touch me or be close to me touch me because i'm yeah. like undesirable by like standards right. of society sure. but there's actually nothing undesirable about me yeah i'm just people are just like deciding based on these i was gonna say it's yeah. also it's also i mean kind of the elliot rogers thing though that's, right? but of, that like, guy was a fucking entitled piece of but shit but that's what i'm saying yeah. is that like the the perspective of like it's like you can you can be really entrenched in your in your worldview of uh like mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm an aggrieved person because everyone thinks I'm gross and won't touch well, me. Right. How much is that actually related to reality? Right. I think in a lot of cases. Well, right. Mm-hmm. To reality, check that. I think Rogers is a totally normal looking person. Exactly. I, that's what I mean. Of like when I was thinking about him when I said the entitlement thing too. Of like to read his manifesto. Right. I mean, it's just like you just believe that because you're some cis man and that you're some dude that. You, being whatever you want to do, you just should get it. And like like you're saying, reality checking, like why you're not actually receiving. But that's what I mean. It comes from a different place. That loneliness actually is, it would, well, would but never. Does it, does it come from a different place? Because I, I think sometimes it, call, I it looks different or feels different, but it can turn into that. And that's the part that's sad. I guess that's what I know? mean is that they, it, tur- it manifests in different yeah. ways, but is the, can, source thing, is the source yeah, thing really different? No, I think about not, what right, Mark yeah, was, my, mm-hmm. my first very shitty boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. My first comma, very shitty boyfriend. <laughs> and also my first very shitty boyfriend. Um, yeah. I, had, I had others, but. Yeah. Um, uh, I had others. <laughs> but he was definitely, he's the only like true, uh-huh. I think, incel uh-huh. adjacent kind of like red pill person mm. that I've ever dated. Uh-huh. I mean, the kinds of things he would say were truly, in retrospect, I'm like, that's crazy that you said that out loud. And right. also crazy that you said that out loud to me. And then I continued to the date. be in a relationship with but you. But there's right? so but much of the backdrop that was like, I it's was actually 18. not crazy that you said it that out loud. Well, that too. It's reflected back I was like, that makes sense, day. actually. That's yeah. normal. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, he had a lot of evolutionary psychology talking points. Do you right. know what I mean? Of like, this is actually normal and natural for men to think this way. Yes. And I was just like, okay. And that shit is taught at Johns so. Hopkins. Well, you know what I mean? I, and I, for, for my part, I was like, well, I, there were no men in my house growing well, up, right. so I don't know. As far as I know, sure. That sounds plausible to me. Plausible, yeah. That's very plausible. Maybe all men do. Maybe hashtag yes all men. Please. I don't know. I don't know. I was 18. I hear you. Exactly. I'm 18. I was 19. 19. Well, yeah, I was 18, 19, 20. <laughs> Losing my mind. Yeah. No, exactly. The way that the entitlement to women as a class, the labor, the expectation of what it means when you're a woman. Who's a woman? Well, again, I mean, the thing that we're talking about, ultimately, Mm -hmm. it's like we're talking about objectification, but mostly we're talking about men's loneliness. It's like the, and how men's loneliness is this actually huge, like, chasm of despair that's, like, constantly spitting out. It's like one of those, like, 
in a video game, it's like one of the, the spawn points for enemies. Uh-huh. It's like constantly just yeah. turning out new shitty guys. Just like, which is frustrating because even though I'm a huge Sopranos fan, good God, I am fresh. Market, what's the time? How long did it take? I am actually very tired of the conversation. I'm tired too well. <laughs> I'm tired of the conversation <laughs> too well. Being about <laughs> men's loneliness when we need to talk about women's loneliness and the loneliness of people who are dealing with men's loneliness. Do you know what I mean? Like well, that it always feels like it's centered. Like, again, that, it, that, that, that there are all these stories. Well, because when men are lonely, they kill people. I know. Ow. <laughs> that's why I'm like we need to <laughs> maybe right. if women kill there should no. be more women serial killers so that no, but people it, will finally start taking women's pain seriously that is one way that people deal with it and it's frustrating because that's not the way because it is the thing of like I was talking about this the other day of like being a like what in the very I don't even know a woman what, yeah asterisk everything I'm saying being a woman right like a- asterisk being these, asterisk yeah <laughs> this theory of like that it's this response to the fact that there's an oppressive aggressive violent uh man other man that creates this then binary of like a woman is then to in some ways be in response to this because you have to fawn to that response mm-hmm. and then all the like culture and like practices and etc like i feel like i've seen a lot of like uh talking points lately about like the function of gossip right like all mm-hmm. these functions of things that happen like inside women's lives and emotional circles and stuff that like be, are because we are is there's this feeling of existing underneath of you're always existing inside of like there's panopticon. The, the panopticon of yeah. man the, pa- the, the man optican the man optican <laughs> we got there it's the man optican <laughs> happy valentine's day, happy valentine's day. <laughs> from oh the God. man optican from the man optican and that like there's this frustration of trying to make relationships acknowledge this while also not being exploitative it's so hard. It's you know hard. what I'm saying? So like, but yeah, how to like, or at least in media anyway, I need more me. I need to start having more experiences with media that are more about women's loneliness that aren't fucking. Madoka. Like, yeah, exactly. Madoka. That's it. That's watch it. Ma- I know. Madoka. Just watch it again pa- and paprika. again. Paprika. Paprika is literally true. about a woman's paprika. loneliness. Cats, Cats is about a woman cat's Touch loneliness. Me. Literally. Exactly. You're right. I need Let's to talk about women's that. loneliness. Let's talk so about here's our re- women's loneliness. Here's our watch M. Fregan is very lonely. M. Fregan. Literally. She is so very lonely. Lonely. Who's taking care oh of her? Oh my god! When what's her face is like <laughs> Megan's singing? not a real person, and that kid's like, you don't get to say that. Yeah. I was like, you, you don't, don't get, get to say, say that. that. Megan is a real she's person. She's singing Titanium, and it's funny, but it's I'm also like, sobbing. wait, she's serious. She's made of titanium. She's made of titanium. Oh no! I'm cry. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's so upsetting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love Megan. I love. She was Megan. right. She didn't do anything wrong. And I feel like Jennifer's body is an example of like becoming a, the grief seed. You know what I mean? Of like, I'm gonna fuck. I'm a witch now. I'm a witch now. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna I mean, kill you, even though I love you. It is very telling needy. that in Madoka, spoilers for Madoka. God, are yeah. this the some uh, the mm-hmm. notes for this episode should just be a list of all the spoilers. Shit that we spoiler, for yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the point at which um, redacted main character <laughs> uh, becomes a witch is. 
right after hearing mm-hmm. a conversation of a mm-hmm. dude being really degrading to his girlfriend yep. like yeah. two bros talking and this guy being like yeah man my girlfriend fucking sucks mm-hmm. like, blah, like literally i hate her a dumb bitch like yeah let's, let's go fuck women let's literally go fuck yeah it was so bad was so bad she's like why and am she's i protecting like, this hey world? um you fucking suck uh-huh. like why like why? why 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 do you fucking suck for you to live i i have to suffer no <sighs> No. I become a witch. And yeah. who among us hasn't overheard a conversation Ooh. on public transportation that really made them think about going full Joker Don't you mode? I just want to go Aren't you, you tired of being nice? like. <laughs> and I'm tired of pretending it's not. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. I was also thinking about, as we were talking when I was thinking about Lars and the Real Girl, I was also thinking about Hard Candy, another film yeah. that talks about Although and I takes a different if stance. i watch that movie again i wonder if i, I like it, in a it. Long i don't time. think i will you know what i want to watch actually that i haven't seen uh, trigger warning controversial but have you seen happiness uh no okay i've heard of this movie many times mm-hmm. many many times it's so it's like an ensemble movie with a bunch of different stories and my mm-hmm. understanding is that is it about it's about like suburban despair Oh, yeah. But the thing that everybody talks about is that mm-hmm. one of the main characters of the movie is a pedophile. And it's like a not sympathetic in the like he's a good guy way, mm-hmm. but sympathetic in the like he's a main character and you're seeing a lot of stuff from his perspective mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very like, yeah, mm-hmm. again, very controversial. controversial, has some weird things to say. Kind of like reading Lolita. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm like, I'm really interested in, uh, in seeing what the fuss is about with mm-hmm. this piece of media because every, every people who I, whose opinions I respect, mm-hmm. seem to like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it sucks, somebody please write in and tell me before oh. it's too late. Yeah, but please. It seems Send interesting. Controversial. Controversial. I'd, I'd watch it with you. We can go like, uh, or. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, it's like the there's a huge body of, of media about the objectification of children. It's just that a lot of it doesn't know that that's what it's about. Right. And it's, ugh. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. I can't, I haven't seen the movies in a while, but I, I liked the books of um, Let the Right One In. It's a, oh, yeah. very much about the objectification of, of children. children. Yeah. Um, and the loneliness and the despair of that and two children like being together inside of this hell world. Right. Uh, where they're totally just seen for uh, their vulnerability to exploit it. Very sad. To be a child. To be a child is very traumatic. It's unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you're just, and you're small. You're literally tiny. Mm. Things are loud. <clears throat> um, yeah, hard, you know, also thinking about women's loneliness, I'm also tired of media of like flea bag. That's not the kind of women's loneliness. I haven't even watched it. I just like don't want to engage in it, really. Yeah. Because I think it romanticizes a person that Having actually a usually ends it, who has a shitty sex life and I think ultimately ends up killing themselves. Like, I well. think, like, one thing I do, sorry, like about The Sopranos is there oh, is a character who has, who has, that like emotional style lives that life and she does kill herself it feels honest and it it feels honest Mm -hmm. it's like yes that's what that is what happens this is not cute Mm -hmm. this shit is not cute these are lonely empty people who don't have any hobbies who just sit around and talk about their trauma who drink and then throw meat at each other's heads because they don't know how to talk to each other because they think that they're talking to their mother or their father all the time yeah just 
Well, it's funny. I do think that is what Fleabag is mm-hmm. about. But hearing yeah. you talk about it reminds me of how I felt about Girls when Girls was Ugh, on yeah. air. Um, especially because being a person, being a sex educator, right, mm-hmm. and being a person who talks about sex, people are always like, oh, this show that's, like, about sex, like, do you have mm-hmm. an opinion about it? Mm-hmm. And overwhelmingly, I'm like, no, because I find it excruciating to even think about watching it, let yeah. alone, like, actually expose myself to it. Yeah. Because overwhelmingly what is happening is, like, it's a very ugly process, I think. Yeah. Watch, uh, ugly in the sense that it's, like, just hard to watch, not that mm-hmm. it's, like, morally questionable yeah, yeah, but yeah. <clears throat> watching people kind of it's like you identify that there's something wrong with this picture but mm-hmm. you haven't quite identified what and so there's a weird like uh like i think phenomenon of quote-unquote sex positive media that ends up being really sex negative actually mm-hmm. promoting a lot of really shitty and, and bad ideas about what sex positivity means or what it looks like, mm-hmm. like i'm thinking of sex of the city Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. classic example. Like, mm-hmm. Girls, I think, was also an example when it was on air. Mm-hmm. I didn't see very much of Insecure, so I can't speak yeah. to it. I only uh, I saw, saw a little it. Bit, but... Well, I only saw it in the context of the uh, the Cosmo thing. Oh. The, like, watching scenes from it. And all the scenes from Insecure were good. Okay, cool. Um, So, props to Insecure for that. Good, yeah. But I think more generally when it comes to, like, yeah, like, these things that... When, everyone's talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. What oh do you God. think about Fifty Shades of Grey? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I think nothing. nothing. I think I hate this. I mm-hmm. hate that this is the thing that is getting people to talk. Like, yes, it's a wonderful and beautiful thing that, that it's women are talking about mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. in public and that's like breaking mm-hmm. barriers. And that is so cool and awesome. And it's mm-hmm. so cool and awesome that people are like more curious about sexuality and feel less ashamed mm-hmm. about like asking certain kinds of questions. But I remember I, I wrote an article uh, yeah. in college well, that actually like- got circulated a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, when Fifty Shades was coming out about, yeah. like, around around Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was about, that like, uh-huh. yeah, like, what do you, what, if you're curious about BDSM, like, how do you actually start yeah. in a way that is, like, safe and reasonable? Mm-hmm. And one of the main things that I was talking about was, like, it's not, like, Fifty Shades, pretty much look at everything Fifty Shades does and do the opposite. Like, this mm-hmm. is a horrible example of a, of a, how to have this kind of a relationship, which mm-hmm. is fine. That's mm-hmm. not like an immoral act on the, sh- on the part of the media. I mean, mm-hmm. I think name a piece of media where the characters behave in a way that real people should emulate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those would probably be pretty boring movies. Like, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's the problem. They said yeah. it's not realistic. I think the problem right. is that Fifty Shades is the only thing. It's like, this is mm-hmm. the one way that we're allowed to talk about sex in public right now. The most right mainstream now. Right. Way, access point. And it's yeah. a whack. It's really it's whack. whack. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Girls was that for a while. Yeah. Like, Girls was like the show that's about sex that everybody's talking about, like mm-hmm. how sexually progressive and like forward it is just by virtue of like talking about it Mm -hmm. which again is important but this is again the frustrating thing about being uh, in the position of a sex educator where it's like Mm -hmm. i know exactly how bad sex education is Mm -hmm. in america Mm -hmm. because i'm Mm -hmm. i'm there you're there i mean Mm -hmm. i'm there i see it i see the problems i see the gaps Mm -hmm. So it's not that I blame any any particular creator for this mm-hmm. thing being true, mm-hmm. but it is just a very frustrating reality that like most media that is about sex is not written by people who are like have expertise or even have resolved their personal trauma yeah. around sexuality. Yeah. I have issues with certification for a lot of reasons. Um, I'm sure we'll do a whole episode about certification bodies at some point. But mm-hmm. to get certified in the American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, mm-hmm. 
Um, one of the things that you need to do like right off the bat is get mm-hmm. is participate in something called a SAR, which I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly what it stands for, mm-hmm. but it's essentially like an, an orientation program for being a sexuality professional where mm-hmm. the whole focus is on working through whatever your hangups are around sexuality. So mm-hmm. it's like engaging with a lot of like sexual material basically mm-hmm. um not necessarily sexually explicit media though also that but like just engaging with a lot of things about sexuality and mm-hmm. kind of interrogating like okay what are like i think i'm sex positive but where are the places where i still am holding on to internalized stuff mm-hmm. or my gaps in understanding things that i don't have context for etc mm-hmm. etc and i think that that's a really important part of becoming a competent mm-hmm. like sexuality professional yeah. right is being able to do that kind of interrogation yeah that's not a requirement for like making media about no. sex. No, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that it should be. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that like, like maybe a lot of media is written without that. But no, yeah. yeah. And I it's mean, like, to what extent do they actually I, use? What does that mean? I'm a consultant. I've heard some crazy things from quote unquote intimacy coordinators right. that are like, oh, oh God, you seem to have a basic misunderstanding of how consent works. That's yeah. crazy. That's mm-hmm. your whole job. Mm-hmm. Like, that's actually crazy. Yeah, it's actually like you're facilitating. Mm, yeah. not good things for media it's bad no you're right yeah there's not that literacy isn't demanded which again i understand why mm-hmm. the the baseline is very low it's in hell it's in hell mm-hmm. the but bar is in hell it's uh so we're talking about here the bar is in hell which is why everybody should hire me to be yeah. consulting on these shows just kidding don't but that, everybody but that is me. part of it like you're saying sexuality and gender are and social relationships it's all holding each other yeah. they're all together the Again, fabric of I our just, lives i want to see uh-huh. m3 gin the un the real okay. m3 gin i want to know what it had to say about that because it clearly was so, going to say something but how come you feel like you feel differently about hard candy now what's your vibe um because i think i think it probably so there's a similar revenge tale there well but i think in in retro experience mm-hmm. what i'm probably going to be more struck by is just the like torture porn like uh, like no, that, not literally torture porn because mm-hmm. it is not that level of gory do you know what i mean but i mean more just well, as a she su- doesn't, or they, they well, don't even do it no actually. exactly right. so, so it's the psychological it's, the fantasy. it's mm-hmm. yeah, it, like that whole movie is about tormenting a pedophile mm-hmm. in a way that is again I, for sure like not i'm by no means am i saying hey why don't we ease up on the pedophile a little no, bit? No, That's no, not no. the position I'm taking. It's just the way you're I don't, talking about it. When I think that. about how I experience movies, do yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somatically, I think I'm probably going to find it really unpleasant to watch because mm-hmm. so much of it is about really like just kind of taking delight and mm-hmm. relief and mm-hmm. like pleasure from mm-hmm. someone's suffering in a way that I personally just very much struggle to. It's like, I think part of what Hard Candy is about, mm-hmm. right, on a metatextual level is like, mm-hmm. it's f- it's trying to force the audience to engage with like, you want this, you sicko. You know right. what I mean? Like, you Rather like this. as a cautionary tale of we have to stop right. this from happening. This shouldn't happen this to is, a young girl. Like, this this is person very is very traumatized and yeah. clearly is like and having it. Yeah. But like when I watched it, you're right. I, as a child, I walked away being like, like, yeah, fuck ass. that. Pedophile. I can't wait to be like that. Right. It's like, wait, yeah. that's actually kind No, of this is a sad story. This is her sad story, actually. It's not like, yeah so to me it's like i don't i feel like i i feel like when i say like i'm interested to see what m3 would have explored with that angle it's mostly everything besides the kill do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i'm like i'm not really curious if the kill was different i think the kill probably was 
actually mostly unchanged because it was one of the more like kind of bloody and like Mm -hmm. like viscerally ouchy kills from Mm -hmm. the movie um which did which is part of the reason why i was like i bet he was supposed to be a pedophile and this was supposed to be more of a like yeah fuck that guy kind of like Mm -hmm. moment or whatever Mm -hmm. um but i'm more so talking about everything leading up to that point you know what i mean Mm -hmm. of like i'm just interested to see what the how like okay movie it seems like you were like about to open your mouth to say something and mm-hmm. then you like stopped you but like stopped. what were you about to say it did feel what very about something about it did feel very hmm. what were you about to say what was that guy's weird what was his weird deal uh, hmm. i dropped the ball a little bit i mean what if we get the r-rated version and it's actually just like the whole time it was just gonna be this vague like that's what i'm saying i kind of think it could be that it's never gonna be that's fucked up though then why why have an r-rated version in the first place because I think it'll just be more violent. More violent, more gory. But maybe that's part of it. We'll see. Maybe there's a version where, like, he was stealing the secrets because he was going to work with some other weird pedophile to, like, the, do some weird... It just felt weird. Like weird, you're saying, the porn thing, off, the Off-site manufacturing thing. Yeah. And then Megan was going to kill a whole child sexual abuse a ring. A whole ring. A whole ring. Oh my God. Oh. And it would have been like that scene in Boondock Saints where they where they yes. spin around with the guns and in a circle, and she's just like. Pew, 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 that is probably in the it would have been just like version that. is her doing that, honestly. Uh, remember when she got in the car? That was so iconic. Yeah, I was like, that bitch is driving. Yeah, she was amazing. She doesn't drive. I can't drive. I can't, literally, I, I can't do anything she does. She knows so much. She's made of titanium. Objectification of relationships. Yeah, we talked Valentine's about that. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. I'm like thinking about media. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. What is Valentine's Day? What is? What is? It's a day right before you can get a bunch of really cheap chocolate. Yeah. I cannot wait to get the a big bag of of pink, red, mm-hmm. and white. Hershey kisses. Hershey kisses are so fucking good. Yeah. Like Hershey chocolates are not mm-hmm. good, but Hershey kisses are so good. Oh, you like a Hershey What is it about kisses? the shape that makes them taste better? Something away. I don't know. I like they really melt in your mouth in it's a nice just, way. Maybe mm-hmm. it is just the surface area. There's something. There's some physics something thing about happening that here. Changes. And also, I mean, knowing me, it's also just the joy of like, oh, it's a little treat. It's right. like a little snack. It. Oh, it's like a little one. It comes mm-hmm. with a little, little. It's cute. It's good to know. It's a little piece of paper. Please. I would always be so annoyed when you know when you get like a bag of them and then some of them don't have a little piece of paper because yeah. it like fell out. Yeah. I would always get so annoyed. Yeah. When I... Eat them at the end. <laughs> eat them at the end. Oh, I thought you meant eat the pieces of paper at the end. I was no. like, ow. <laughs> I think I was just like, ow, what the left fuck? in a barn to fend for myself. I mean, sometimes it sounds like it. Uh, That's more or less how you present it. You know what? You're right. It is how I was. You're right. You're like, yeah, I was actually, everyone I was forgot raised, about me. I was raised by institutions. Yeah. This is the product of an institution. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine you in a church, church basement carefully separating the little paper strips out of uh-huh. your Hershey kisses into a pile Being to like, save I for cannot later. I not talk to any of these people. I'm like SpongeBob in that episode. My three Gang's friends. all here. Gang's all here. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, what was it? That uh, will be, that's Penny. another episode. 
Penny, napkin, napkin and chip. Chip. Well, I think that's something we have to talk about, spiritual trauma. What? You were saying, uh, you know, I'm thinking about being at church. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Yes, I thought you meant Spongebob still. I was like, Spongebob's not spiritual trauma. No. (laughs) Just trauma. No. (laughs) No. We should talk about traumatic children's media at some point. Mm -hmm. That's an episode. That is a whole episode. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about love and relationships? And objectification and intimacy and Valentine's Day? And Hershey Kisses? Yeah, I guess, like, I don't know. A lot of the media we were talking about has, like, these loving... What is a romantic relationship? What is... What is love? Wow. Remember that movie we watched with Nicole Kidman and that kid? Do you remember that movie? Do you remember the movie? And he was like, I'm your husband. Oh, yeah. And she was like, no, you're not. And he was like, yeah, I am. And she was like, are you? I don't remember how it ended or um, anything. I mean, so spoilers for, I think it's just called love, right? Or son or something. I think it's called love. So Nicole Kidman's dead husband comes back as a 10-year-old boy and like right. comes to her house and is like, I'm your dead husband. It's me. It's I'm me. here. I'm, re- I'm here right. for you. Uh-huh. And then, spoilers for the end of the movie, uh-huh. but he's not. Duh. But does she believe Duh. it? She gets to a place. So she gets to a point where it. she believes and then that's when it all like falls apart or whatever. Uh-huh. But that movie, I feel like, is about, like, it's funny. I listened to a podcast where mm-hmm. these people were talking about it as being about, like, the existence of God. But I think you could also make the argument for, like, it just being about the existence of love and whether or not, like, love is a real thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, it's a movie about delusion, right? right? It's, like, it's about this woman being presented with something that's so impossible that she wants to be true so bad right. that even though it's so impossible, like, she's just faced over and over again with the option. Like, I think the moment where she changes her mind and, and decides to believe is while she's at the opera or something or yeah. the ballet and she has this like like totally ecstatic experience overload, with yeah. the art yeah but in a way that really makes it seem like what she's kind of the point that she's getting to is like it doesn't matter if it's real or not if i choose Who's? to believe and then the ending is like no bitch it does matter because you're still in the real world and that's a 10 year old child not your husband right. like it simply isn't it's simply things there are things that cannot be Right, and it's like it doesn't matter that you there don't understand. There are storms we cannot weather. Why. Right, like what's the next line? Fuck. There are things that cannot be. And there are storms we cannot weather. Is it? I had a dream. Is that there's like an interlude? I, I had, had a dream. My life would be. be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so different from this. Is hell, hell I'm, I'm living. living. Anne Hathaway really. <sighs> so different now, but than what it seems. Yeah. <laughs> Life has, has killed, killed the dream. The dream. Uh, 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 uh. Sad. I dream. <laughs> and scene. And dead. Um. Yeah, I guess. Um. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, that movie. Like, right. Like the idea of like because you can't be- because you don't know why it's happening, right? Because I can't even remember what the truth was of like how he knew all the information he, like, and stuff. These- and why he did it or and all this stuff. it was a very flimsy reveal but because like you're saying it's about the delusion yeah but it is really the, the question of like just because I, I i like don't understand it and like i can give in to the fact that i don't understand it and that's and i still don't want to i'm not going to have a i, I don't know i i can't i have to make peace with it i'm not going to be 
I'm not gonna believe it like that. Yeah. You know, you don't understand it. Yeah. But she was also in a movie where she was the we've talked. I told you about it. The I can't remember what it's called, but it's a young walking phoenix. Also, and Nicole Kidman is a teacher. It's like based on a true story, and she, um, quote unquote, she has an re inappropriate relationship with her high school student. Quote unquote, they fall in love. Walking Phoenix is the student. Why is that such a genre? I know, but it, this was like this movie walked, so Lifetime could run. Please. <laughs> um, there's so many excellent scenes in it. It's incredible. It's a great movie because the end spoilers is about how the movie is about narcissism and delusion because. She's just like totally royally publicly fucked up her life. Like this is a famous right. story. Like the news people are at her house. Like she, this is crazy. I think she kills someone. It's insane. She killed her husband. I think is what ends up happening. And then he tries to. And then oh, it's a long or no. Lolita. It's either it's based on a true off. story. Yeah. Either she kills him or he kills her husband because he's like well, I want to be with you. I was gonna say yeah, that's yeah. Long Island. Is that where, where it was Long Island Lolita? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Name was a gender swip, swapped version of this story uh, that was very famous, where she became a celebrity. She killed her. Her teacher's think, wife. I'm not sure if it was her teacher or like her, a coach or something, oh. but like so, it was some inappropriate relationship, mm -hmm. and she killed. She killed, but he, she, she she told killed? him to. Nicole Kidman told Joaquin oh. Phoenix to. She was like, but like I think he fucked up. I, I think I remember actually hearing yeah. about the real life case this is based on. Yeah, but the end scene is just <laughs> you just see it from her POV. The end scene, you're like inside her head, and everyone's like, all the like news people are like holding their news things to her, and in her head, she just hears the applause, and she's oh, like having no. this inner monologue of like. I'm famous. She's like just telling her, like she she just loves the attention. She's so histrionic and narcissistic. Oh, no. It's so incredible. I'm like, oh, this is such a movie Art. about delusion. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a great movie. And gender. It's wild. It was Another wild movie ride. about delusion and gender that I haven't seen and will never watch, uh -huh. Saint Maud. Have you seen that? No, but I might have heard I of it. I feel like you should watch it. All right, I, will. I mean, trigger warning, spiritual trauma. Right. It's a very I've watched some very compelling video essays about it that have convinced me to never watch it. But it seems like a good movie. Yeah. Just never the kind of thing. Again, <clears throat> my nervous system is so jacked up. It's a pretty narrow band of tolerance for what I choose to engage in in my um, yeah. recreational time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, let's watch cartoons. Let's watch cartoons. No, mm -hmm. I'd watch it. I Yeah, I like, um, for some reason, to watch things that are, you know... Terrible. Terrible. Horror. And yet you had such a hard time with uh, Funny Games, which was truly one of my favorite movies. Because I have triggers that are so specific. Mm. The meats. The meat. Like, things like that that just already put me in a weird... And it's a movie about hypervigilance. And I uh, I am hypervigilant. Mm -hmm. So it's... And it's a movie about being gaslit. And... Uh, and I am gaslit. And I am gaslit <laughs> all the time. Um... Just like because I'm so confused from being gaslit, you know what I mean? Like the the like obviously of like having been in a traumatic relationship where you're gaslit and then you like have trauma about being gaslit and then and da, 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 da. it's just some some things you have to get through and you have to live, laugh, learn how to work through it because you can't just assume everyone's gaslighting you. It doesn't work that way. But I you're just know. gaslighting yourself. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good Please. try. Please. <laughs> you know a movie that wasn't afraid to go there. What? Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Mom and dad was not afraid. Mm -hmm. They said, children will die in this movie. Yeah. They killed so many children in that Children movie. will die. Yeah. And it's not a glorification. That movie is really 
I think, it, yeah, it really it feels well, very honest. It's so honest. Sometimes too honest. It's too honest in a way, but it's well handled because it's like, that is the truth. Like, I think when people ignore how capitalism truly, because I do think, because I don't think it's a coincidence that it's a suburban landscape that showcases different levels of the working people. And there's like dynamics that you're noticing. And what this is, the thread is what? That like, if people are under fucking pressure, yeah. the labor, what is the labor? What is the cost? What is our relationship about? Like, w like what are we doing? You know, what and are we doing? that to be so like disorganized and frustrated and caught in that, you're going to blame the most vulnerable person you can. Like you can, because that's what society, that's what capitalism illustrates is like an available relational tool. And like that's how the nuclear family is maintained. So I, yeah, it's like it shows how deep that goes, which is a, a, a parent would want to, a parent could kill their child. Right. I'm so fucking over it. I'm yeah. killing you right now. What? That's the only chance I have at getting my life back. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. Crazy. I think that's very real. Coming but you don't listen to that Mother's voice, Day. obviously. But I do think if you put people in an environment that makes that voice hear, easier to hear, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, it's going to be really hard to tune that out when you just keep like making it harder and harder to do anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, I just like truly believe, I mean, nervous systems are dependent. Like people like will pass out or die or something. But I do think that like, yeah, if you put, someone could be made to do anything if you put them in an environment that forces them to do something to, if they have a drive to like, if they can't die, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if their body just won't die from the shock, mm -hmm. if they can't do it themselves. It's crazy that we don't have an internal kill. I mean, I get why. People, I think there's a, like, I think there is. You don't know what it is, though. Like, what what would the, be the stress level where, like, all I would be able to think to do is just kill I myself? Know. I don't there's know. There's some, well, no, I mean, there's, I mean, situations of, I wish there was uh -huh. some internal kill switch of, like, the method is I simply close my heart, eyes really hard and say, Time to die. Do you know what I mean? Because, I mean, no, there's yeah. some really fucked up, there's some fucked up situations uh -huh. that I feel like I have, like yeah. true crime type shit that I've yeah. encountered, where it's like you really think about some of the, of the horrible things that can happen to a person, mm -hmm. and it really makes you wonder, why isn't there just a button you can press to be like, okay, and I see where this is going, mm -hmm. just take me out now, like just fix it, the big boop, like mm -hmm. boop, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, boop. power down. But again, yeah. I understand why, because that, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we don't have that button because I certainly would not be here if that I've were the case. Press, it's, press, press, I mean, yeah, press. I stubbed my toe and I'm fucking ready to It's over. It, there have it been all. days. Yeah. yeah, no. No, it's true. But there is a level of stress, like, like what you've talked about. Like, if I yell, I throw up, right? Like, you won't be in environments that will make you like that because you can't be there. Yeah. I can be in spaces where you would throw up because I don't have that response. Yeah. But there is an environment that would make me throw up. I don't want to know what that environment is. Oh, no. It's, I don't want to know. I think some yes. people are like, I want to know what it is. And I'm like, I don't want to know what it is because I think it's actually going to take, a, it would get, we'd have to go a long yeah, way. I don't really want to get uh -oh. there. You know, like, I don't need to know. But is there something that I can handle that you could handle? I don't think so. I think yes, it's a weenie. No, 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 no. You're, you handle so many things that I can't handle. That's great. What? You're judging a fish by its ability to climb a tree, Halen. I hate that saying. I think it's an apt metaphor. I think it's dumb. I think it's simple. It translates well. It, it's a pin. It's like, a pin. think about it. Why would you say that? You have to think about, you're, we're talking about labor. It just feels absurd to me because on its face to be like, you're judging a fish. What? 
I'm not. You have to let. Fishes don't get oh, report cards. Free your mind. That's not, no. And the rest will follow. Exactly. That's, that's why I'm keeping it on lockdown. <laughs> what I'm saying is <coughs> there are so many things that you could do that I could not do. Not just because I don't want to do it. There are things that I would want to do, but it's like I'm either too scared or I just like literally don't have the skill set. Like, but they're just different things. There's, there is a level of like, there's a genre of thing that I can do that you can't do that is like. I guess I just mean in terms of like resi- that kind of stress resilience. You know but what that's I mean? only, just like that's so... only exploited be- as good because it gets you through I'm not saying I'm jealous. Things. I'm just saying. You don't want to, you don't want that. I don't want that. Exactly. I, no, we've discussed right, this. Right, right. I don't want that. Yeah. I'm glad that when I bite it to the salt donut, my body rejects it. Okay. That that's you're... a good thing. You know, do you know what I mean? In that way, you're like not a weenie, actually. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm the strongest of all. By yeah. being a weenie, I'm actually the strongest yes. of all. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And the meekest amongst you yeah. shall be the yes. fuck um, Bible. Help me. Oh, I don't know, but yeah. And so unto uh-huh. such as forth. Uh huh. The tiny ones. Should, the meek. The meek. Shall inherit. The earth. The earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. That's I know it. that one. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Like, vulnerable people are who, that's what it should be. What? It's just like, it's wild. (laughs) But I'm a product of my environment. Like, I have a different body, a different nervous system, a different access point socially. I'm all very different. It's it's all very stressful out there. It is very stressful. It is so stressful. And that's why people end up in really shitty relationships. Yeah, especially even like our relationship to being women. Wow, shitty? (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Wow. Okay. No, I no, was gonna I, say no. Sp- say how you feel. Our our okay. relative, <laughs> please. I get it. <laughs> our respective relationship to um, having relationships with shitty people and being women in relationships, like we have different experiences of that. Even though it's like I, we both share the experience of being a woman in a relationship with a man that was shitty like yeah. on its face value but like we experience that very, very differently. differently like those words mean so many different things yeah. and like and now to even say it in re- for me it feels more it's more retrospective in a way because it's like gender is not i don't re- i do feel like a woman still in the like binary class man. of like man and other like i'm like woman. yeah you know right of course like that's that's yeah but it's different it feels very different you know but I also think that's because our baseline experience of that were so, yeah, so different. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships. 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 Dating. Dating. Computers. Dating computers. Have you seen those replica ads that are like very explicitly just like, did you know that you can sext with your with your AI girlfriend. You seen Replica? Um, it's like Replica with a K. It's like an app for, it's like a little, think so. it's a little AI friend that lives uh-huh. in your phone you can talk to. Oh my God. And I'd seen it just as like yeah. a thing that existed. You know what I mean? Sure, like sure. It's being used. But now it seems to, they've, they've identified their target demographic. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Oh and my it's God. it's Lonely Weebs. Oh. And it's like, did you know that you're, like fake girlfriend will just like do whatever you want and like can do erotic chat with you Mm -hmm. and that's just where society's headed 
So see you later, folks. See you it's later. It's been fun. We're just, I remember that was like one of the first episodes of Futurama I saw was when they get like AI sex robots. And I remember being like really young and being like, I don't think I'm supposed to watch this, but I'm <laughs> definitely going to keep watching it. Um, oh my God. But just like talking about that question of like, oh my God, you can just have an AI sex robot of like, and it was like talking about like uh, likeness and intellectual property, like of any celebrity. You know what I mean? It's like that's wild to think terrifying. about. Terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. I but mean, now, I think Ex Machina is a great example mm-hmm. of. We should watch it. Yeah, I want to. A great example of how what my intuition has always been, which is if men make sex robots that are intelligent, they'll kill them. Like uh, that's the only logical conclusion because. Frankly, a large mm-hmm. part of why more of that doesn't happen in the real world is the u- typical physical disadvantage in heterosexual right. relationships. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. It's like, um, I think that if, like, on average, women were robots, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And had the physical capacity of robots, there yeah. would be a lot more uh, murdered dudes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, literally. Well, actually, I think, obviously, a lot of things about society would be very different. But I think mm-hmm. the first thing that would happen would be a lot more murdered dudes. Cyborgs and media. Cyborgs and society. And I guess technically she doesn't really, well, I guess spoilers for Ex Machina, but she doesn't even really murder, I mean, I get, define murder, not to sound, not to sound like good for her, but yeah, no, like define murder. Okay. She left him to die, whatever, Mm -hmm. like potato, potato. Mm -hmm. She left him to die. All I'm saying is she was right. Do nothing wrong. That man did not see her as a person. Yeah. Saw her as an object. Yeah. He saw her as a woman, but he did not see her as a person. Right. That's the thesis uh-huh. of the movie. That's the thesis of the movie. Uh-huh. Not a person, just a woman. Just a woman. Just a woman. Ha. Uh-huh. Just a woman. Ha ha ha. Which is inherently an object. Ha uh-huh. ha ha. By his in his in his man on his, his male uh, gaze. And it all comes full circle. Like a like a man off the con. Yeah. Full Ooh. circle. <laughs> Yeah. 360. But yeah, I feel like the, I mean, not that I'm not saying that I would have murdered anybody that I dated. That's crazy. Okay. I wouldn't say that. Okay. That's crazy in Minecraft. But um, there is a kind of like, I think just desperate frustration that comes with, it's like how many times have, it's like the repeated realization in an interaction with a man of varying levels of intimacy, right? Like maybe the person you're dating, maybe just some random person on the street Mm -hmm. of being like, wow, I'm really not a person to you. Like I'm really not a person to you. It is everything that you're saying and doing right now is revealing that on a really deep level Mm -hmm. that you don't even have the capacity to be cognizant of. You don't think I'm a real person. Yeah. That's crazy. That's deeply disturbing. That's crazy. And it does, I can understand, if I was a robot, Mm -hmm. all I'm saying is some of those interactions might have gone differently. Mm Mm-hmm. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Okay. You're right. That's all I'm saying. You're right. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Yeah. (laughs) Minecraft. Okay, I'm talking about playing Minecraft. (laughs) Minecraft. Yeah, I feel like... Honestly, with gender, it's interesting. I think I have more experience of either being seen as a person first before being seen as a woman or not being seen at all because it's, like, confusing. The intersections of Mm -hmm. whiteness. Exactly. Whiteness gives that, like, personhood assignment. Uh, Aura. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The aura of personhood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But And then, like, to what extent you 
fit in. Lean in. Uh-huh. Lean in. The extent to which you lean, lean in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, when I was blonde, crazy. Yeah. Blondes I was have like, more fun. holy shit, I'm a woman right. when I'm a blonde dun, to other dun, people. It was unbelievable. Dun, dun, dun. Let's, Let's go, go, girls. I <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But alas, I'm not into it. What a thing to know. Mm-hmm. Just that at any point, there's a <laughs> fairly a, superficial change you could make that will could totally radically change, change my your experience of the society. world. That's crazy. It's unreal. I mean, I guess that's always true for everyone, but... The extent I, to which it's true. I mean, I started doing that with bras. Like, I stopped wearing bras because, but I only started wearing them to things like job interviews and mm-hmm. like events with like men. Respectability. Respectability, or like uh, try, for a while trying to appeal to a gaze, but then I was really comfortable with like actually, even I don't want to sexually appeal to that gaze. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in people who are sexually interested in that because I'm not that, yeah. you know? Um, God, at that point, anyway, I was wearing bras. Yeah. I'm I, like, I don't understand how do you. I don't have. <laughs> of course, you wear. Ross did a job interview, otherwise mm-hmm. they'd be swinging all over the place. Well, right. I don't have any titties. <laughs> Take an eye out. <laughs> I'm wearing the bra to make them bigger so yeah. that they're like, to activate the idea that they want me there because I'm hot. Yeah. She's like, don't you think I'm hot? Don't you want me around? If you think I'm sexy. But I am not bad at what I'm doing. I want my body. Yeah. Hire me. Call me back. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need a job. <laughs> yeah. I need a job. But I don't do, yeah, I don't do that, obviously, anymore. It's not my vibe. Yeah. Things have really changed mm-hmm. in the post Panini. Yeah. Love. Yeah. Also, by, by the time I got to New York, change. I really wasn't. I like was not. That's true. Your blonde phase ended relatively early in your. Yeah, I like shaved half my phase, head right, yeah. when I got there. Yeah. So like when I had my job interviews, I actually You're looked like, really wow, kind of crazy. Whack. Yeah, I don't. I like. <laughs> I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but the one person who, where I got my job, she thought I was cool. She was like, you are crazy, but you're cool. She yeah, saw that I was cool. Exactly. So I was like, you get it. Yeah. She moved on bigger, Some better things because she Some knew it. Don't. She got it. Yeah. She was British and um, uh, she was a dark skinned black woman and she lived here. So she was like, I just. She's like, I understand fashion. I understand fashion. But also she just saw like social relate. She just had. To, it's just wild how baseline Amer- like Americans have no working working class solidarity or like awareness in a way that like it's just like fundamentally absent from the culture of being American in some ways or it's like I don't know whereas like she just was openly talking about things in the office that I was like this is very radical of you as a boss to be talking about and you have an awareness of it that I've just like nobody else in this office knows what we're talking about. I say radical I mean it's radical to like have maternity leave in the America, in America. right like, and she was like that's me. bullshit you know yeah. what I mean like she's like that's right. not radical you know she was like beyond she was like workers of the world tonight I was like what are you doing here like she like had a different vision of like life you know but she was yeah. still at the end of the day a boss of a nonprofit. you know what I mean so it's like but she was like uh, you know it's like the good for her thing of like okay but like there's reasons why you are that feel better yeah. than others but it's also like meh it's still the petite bourgeoisie class you know mm-hmm. in those like very like Three but it's as I said model. about Hilaria Baldwin. It's, I can't fault anyone oh. for getting it, getting you know the bag, I mean? getting how they getting by. Mm-hmm. Not Hilaria. Plus, also that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. It's a funny thing to do. I'm entertained. I think that's really funny. I think Hilaria Baldwin is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. I think it's a hilarious situation. It's a case study. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. And it is so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this earlier. I literally cannot. I cannot imagine Secondhand being embarrassing as embarrassed. Like I came in and like with trying the media. to picture how embarrassing it would be to be in that situation, to be caught in a lie so big and so stupid by everyone who ever existed. 
I don't know how I would die. I'll die. Again, this is why it's a good thing that there's not like a kill switch because I would absolutely get other so embarrassed. people's embarrassment. I would be like, oh my God, I can't I take can't it. I can't witness. I can't take it. Get me out of here. Ugh, so many tr- fucking spoilers. Does that make me not a good person if my main motivation for not lying is not wanting to be embarrassed on such a... <laughs> On such a scale, I'm like, I don't want. If I if I no. lie, then I could be caught in a lie, and that would be so embarrassing. That's a beautiful motivation. Like, Please. come on, why? That's a great reason. Like that to care about. I don't know. That's fine. Like, I care about cool. my reputation, yeah. I'm a Leo. But also, in, in in it's also the expectation that other people care about the integrity of their reputation. And, well, they don't. I know, but that's but that's what you you put it out because you want to get it back. How it's it was just crazy to me. I don't get how people lie and then just like feel good about it. That's crazy. It's very people really out here lying. It, it's actually very encouraged in sociopathic society. Like a crazy person, but like lying is so like fibbing. Sure, a little white lie. I'm sick. I'm calling Smudging out. the truth. You know what I mean? Whatever. Sometimes yeah. I call out I'm not sick. But like the lies people tell. Mm-hmm. The, li- yeah. the lies yeah. that people tell. Whole ass other lie. lives. Lie lives. Lives. Lies. That's lies. Crazy. Lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the no lies wonder people are so lonely. Right. You're lying. They're lying. You're a liar. And you know, people lie to themselves in ways that are like people just need help seeing things sometimes. That's okay. But like you're saying, there's also the thing like lies like you're lying you're lying why the fuck you lying you lie you lie you ever date someone who lied about pointless things i'm sure steve probably lied about pointless things yeah probably lied about serious things too well right <laughs> so why not i lied about things though what do i have to say well Wait. Oh yeah, I forget you were. I was a liar. Yeah. Liar, liar, pants on fire. You, you were, know, you were a little more overtly toxic in that way. I was pretty toxic, but I, I became toxic. I had my, I had my why the fuck am I t- taking care of this world moment after yeah. dating him for so long? Right. You know, you just justify. You start. You became a witch. Behavior. Yeah, I became a witch for a little while. Yeah. Which is whatever. You went hard candy. I went a little hard candy. Didn't really get it out of my system for a long time. It's okay, but. Yeah, relationships. Relationships. And capitalism makes them hard to be in. That's what Coraline's about. Another capitalism mom and dad. Story about a girl's loneliness. Girl's loneliness. That is a story about a girl's loneliness. Uh, And she's very mean to her friend. Yeah. Because she's lonely. Right, she does not She has no language for Mm -hmm. being, literally her at the end of the movie being like, I know how to be nice to people now because I've grown. I've grown. (laughs) I've grown. I do love that movie for the character growth arc. I love that. Wow. Well. Well. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I, I think that's what it. else is there to say. Women in media. Are there any other big like girlfriend robot movies we missed? Her was so funny. I will say, her, yeah. her was a comedy to me awesome. when she was like, "I'm in love with like thirty thousand people." I'm right. like, I'm dating like 30,000 people right uh-huh. now. You don't get it. You like, don't understand. I'm an, a- I'm an AI. Not to sound crazy, but I feel like I've had a version of that conversation with so many people that I've dated. Do you You're know a I relationship mean? anarchist. Not like that, but like uh-huh. in the sense of like, more in the sense that like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it is, a, again, a byproduct of men's loneliness that it's yeah. like, as I was in, I had an era of casual dating. 
mm-hmm. where I was like, those were not like disposable relationships, but it was mm-hmm. very much like a, yeah, we're dating to have fun and I'm not going to meet your friends and you're not going to meet my friends. And this is, we're not like escalating this to like mm-hmm. someday, you know, meet each other's parents or whatever. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, we're just having fun. We're going out. We're enjoying each other's company, whatever. Right. But this like, again, byproduct of men's loneliness thing where we're hanging out, having fun and it becomes rapidly apparent that it's like, oh, I'm one of the most intimate relationships that you have in your life. Like, And I don't know you. And I don't, and we don't, we're not, we don't know each other like that. We don't have that mm-hmm. kind of relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we know each other. We have a relationship. Mm-hmm. But there becomes this, like, fixation, right? I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's, when I was joking earlier about, like, stalkers are for girls. It's like, well, mm-hmm. that obsession of, like, you made me feel good once, so obviously we have a special connection mm-hmm. or like relationship or whatever mm-hmm. that I feel like yeah it does feel like a strong byproduct of no 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 it's just that I'm the only person in your life who you like talk to like the right. thing that you hear from sex workers all the time yeah. which is that like a non-zero proportion of their clientele are people who just want, want to, to talk, talk to. to I mean I I keep I've been thinking more and more it's it's not like sex work at all in that way but that my job is starting to it it can feel that like emotional labor there's a similar yeah. emotional labor but like I in some clients, that's the part where it's like, it's not every client I work with, the job doesn't inherently feel that way all the time, but sometimes it is in a way where it feels like a, oh, am I the only person you're telling about this? Right. That there's a, re- that people kind of think that's the point. And it's like, no, the point is to come here first and to learn how to do it with other people. Right. Not that you're supposed to only this, do this like, with me. Secret, it's this super secret journal that's a human being. Right. Mm-hmm. But moving just keep on, a journal. Just literally keep a journal. Keep it, if you want something that's a place where you can keep all your secret thoughts, keep a journal. I've been moving more away from that, though, if I'm trying to get more into dream stuff. That's true. Of, like, I don't want to be doing the weekly stuff as much anymore. Yeah. Send me your dream clients. I love my weekly clients, but I don't have the time to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I need to do the classes. You know? And the dreams. And the dreams. Dreaming kitties. Aw. Yeah. What are they dreaming about? Fish. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emotional Labor. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We love hearing from our listeners, so shoot us a message at hey, that's hey with three Y's, at emotionallabor.co. You can also follow us on Instagram at e.mo.shun.al.lay.bor to keep up with our latest episodes and projects. Until next time.